episode 120 of one man watch point and overwatch podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of overwatch if you're a returning listener of course welcome back and if you're new around here let me introduce myself i'm your host sir dr jm that's at sir drjm on all socials over on twitter or what is now called x and instagram and twitch and all the platforms you can follow me at sir drjm why not give me a follow? Reach out to me over on those platforms. You can DM me. You can, uh, whatever it's called now, post at me, I guess. Whatever you've got to get my attention, go ahead and reach out. You can bring me questions. You can bring me topics. You can bring me comments. Whatever you want for the show as they relate to Overwatch or Blizzard games in general or just video games in general. I'd love to uh, hear from you and I'd love to bring your comments to the show. Of course, I am playing many games outside of Overwatch as well, so I'm happy to chat about those as well. Enough with all that, though. We've got a pretty big news week to cover, of course. As we all know, the Creator Summit was just ongoing uh, down in California, I believe, where the Overwatch team invites, it looked like at least probably 50 different content creators from around, uh, yeah, I'd say mostly North America, but a a smattering of other places, um, a smattering of international places as well, uh, down to their campus to celebrate everything Overwatch and kind of give them previews and sneak peeks at some of the new and upcoming things in Overwatch. So we've got a fair amount of news breaking and we've got a fair amount of uh, stuff happening. So let's get in there. You can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So give us a follow, leave us a review and tell your friends and all that jazz. Now, of course, I encourage you to check me out over on the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast as well, if you enjoy what you hear here today. Ready, Set, Pwn is also available on podcast services everywhere. And of course, Ready, Set, Pwn is your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant in the Overwatch League. Of course, over there, we do also host interviews with many an Overwatch League or Overwatch-related personality or player. And by player, I just mean player in the community in some way not necessarily a a actual player although there have been some of those we've had interviews with sean miller president of the overwatch league we've had interviews with the gm baroy of the vancouver titans and of course head coach of the toronto defined casaurus to mention a few so check us out over on the ready set poem podcast if you enjoy what you hear from me today on one man watch point now without further ado let's dive on in I'll do this alone if I have to. All right, so we're actually going to change things up a little bit here. I've been finding that the traditional media outlets and the uh, news outlets of Overwatch or covering Overwatch and stuff have been a little bit lacking lately. I'm looking for breakdowns. I'm looking for summaries. I'm looking for highlights of a lot of the things that are going on. And while I can find some of those, what I'm not finding is sort of coverage of a lot of these things that are happening kind of tangentially. Of course, as we know, uh, Aaron Keller posted another, uh, I forget what he calls them, director's update or, oh, that's my alarm, director's update of some sort or something like that. Um, and what I would really like to see is sort of a summary of here's what he said so that I could, you know, list that off to you. Of course, I could go make my own, but I'm far too lazy to do that. Now, what I really want to do, though, 
is kind of break down some of those highlights. So what I've actually done here is pulled up a couple of accounts that I follow on various social media platforms, of course, Twitter or X and Instagram. And I'm going to shout them out and then I'm going to kind of break things down from their little snippets because I do find that they do kind of a great job of capturing that high level breakdown of, okay, what exactly was announced, leaked, came out here. Um, and what does, you know, not necessarily the what does it mean side of things. That's kind of where I'll bring my own opinion in and everything. So in any case, I want to highlight two creators here. One that I've followed for quite a while. This is the Omnic Post, of course, at Omnic Post on both Instagram and Twitter or X if you'd rather. Um, and over here, I just really like the style. I really like the graphics. I've been following these guys for a very long time, ever since they were a much smaller outlet, um, especially on Instagram there. I, you know, I started following them later on on Twitter. But in any case, they've got a couple of breakdowns here that I want to highlight. Now, Overwatch Cavalry is the other one. They're probably a little more well-known around the Overwatch scene. Um, they are, of course, at OWCavalry underscore on Instagram and just at OWCavalry, uh, no underscore on Twitter. So I'm going to kind of highlight some of the items that they have posted here um, just because I like the way they they pose these and uh, I'll talk about them a little bit. So first, the first one I'm going to start with takes us back a little bit. Uh, this was posted a few days ago here. Today, as of recording, it is August 8th. This says, three, er, sorry, August 7th. This says three days ago, so August 4th or so. And this says Sojourn Animated Short now live. The long-awaited animatic short for Sojourn Calling is now live in-game. Just click the widget on the home screen and watch. So, it actually says end enjoy. I lost my spot there. Um... The interesting thing about this one is that this is actually going to be our first news story as well. Uh, if we jump on over to Dexerto, I have an article here from Philip Trahan, published on August 2nd, which reads How to Watch Overwatch 2 Sojourn Calling Animated Short In-Game. One of the Overwatch community's favorite aspects of the game is the lore and world building present, much of which is presented through Blizzard Entertainment's beautifully animated shorts. Ever since these shorts first debuted, fans have constantly been hungry for more shorts centered around their favorite heroes. Now Blizzard has announced the next animated short will focus on da the damaged hero Sojourn. The animated short is calling, and fans won't have to wait too much longer before it's released. As such, here's everything you need to know about how to watch Overwatch 2's animated short calling. On August 2nd, 2023, the official Overwatch Twitter account tweeted out a teaser trailer for the short calling, for the calling short. It's weird because the name is calling, so anyways. According to the tweet, fans will need to log on to Overwatch 2 on August 4th, 2023 at 11 a.m. PST 1pm CST 2pm EST to watch the short when it premieres. The tweet's caption reads, quote, a simple life was never in the cards for Sojourn, end quote. They then kind of break down speculation on what the actual uh, trailer was going to be, but the point is... This is the first time I think they've done this. They've actually released the uh, trailer in-game. So it does have, you know, in my mind, pangs of a lot of these other live service games. Fortnite comes to mind where they do these larger events where they actually announce things for themselves in their own game. Um, obviously, it's not to that extent. It's simply when you log into the game, of course, you have that little, uh, little I, I don't know, media or advertisement player in the bottom right, uh, that little window there. And of course, that's where you'll find the short. You can click on it to watch. Now, I will note that um, the other day when this dropped, I actually launched Overwatch very quickly. Of course, as you know, I play on console. And uh, the game was updated and everything. I could find a match, but I did not actually see the short uh, being advertised there. So what did I do? Waited a couple days, went back in, and sure enough, just the other day, I did see that it is now showing on console. So there may have been a bit of a delay there, especially for the console players out there. But 
in any case, you can find it there pretty easily. It's not hard to find. It's just, I think, uh, a little bit uh, of uncertainty around where to find it. So I did want to highlight that. Um, the interesting thing I do find about this is that they haven't dropped it on Twitter yet. Uh, you know, I mean, it hasn't even been a week, so maybe they wait a week and then they, or, sorry, not Twitter, maybe they wait a week and then they post it on YouTube or something like that. I would like to see it on YouTube because um, then I could, you know, watch it easier, you know, without having to log into the game and everything. Uh, but in any case, it is a very exciting one. If you haven't watched it, I highly encourage you to go check it out because uh, it is a pretty exciting one. Now, I've actually just realized that I screwed up my whole, my whole, my whole organization here. I've got my whole run of show here and I skipped over an entire section. So that was actually our first news story here. And of course that was pulling from the Omnic post, uh, actually looking at their Instagram and then jumping over to Dexerto there. Before we get into more, let's rewind a little bit here. I've got a few PSAs here. So let's uh, talk a little bit about some public service announcements here. Of course, Mischief and Magic ends soon. It is ending on August 9th. By the time you're listening to this, uh, you will have a mere day or two to continue playing it. That's right. If you haven't completed all the event challenges, get in there and complete those. If you haven't played the new prop hunt mode with Genji and Kiriko, get in there and play it. It's definitely my favorite limited time mode we've ever seen. Um, I speculated last week on how they could expand on it or, or grow it in some way and how I'd really like to see that. So definitely go check out episode 119 of One Man Watchpoint if you're curious for those thoughts. But it's expiring soon. You get 50,000 Battle Pass XP just from completing, uh, I believe, all the challenges. You get the epic Spirit Warder skin for Ana. So get in there and get those because it is gone soon. Of course, with that, comes season five ending on the same day that's right our battle pass season five if you've not completed the battle pass get in there and complete it because you have mere again mere days left to do it uh if you are listening to this on the day it posts you have i mean i've had conflicting reports of if this season's ending on the 9th or 10th i think it's the 10th so if you're listening to this the day it posts you have two days left if you're listening to it any time after that you have less than two days potentially one day potentially no days you may be out if you're listening to this late so get in there get your wins complete your mischief and magic uh challenges so that you can of course level up your battle pass and complete it or get as close to completing it as possible and with that comes the caveat as well that there is a double XP event going on right now. That's right, it started last week and it is running right through the end of the season as Blizzard has now set a tradition of doing uh, the final, I think, week or so of the Battle Pass. They do double XP, so you can make a really good push to the end of the Battle Pass there. So get in there and take advantage of that. And our final PSA of the week comes in the form of, that's right, the invasion is coming. If you didn't guess it by the fact that Mischief and Magic and Season 5 are both ending at the same time, that means Season 6 is coming. And Season 6 launches on August 10th. That's right. As soon as Season 5 is out, Season 6 is in. And for, of course, the low, low cost of 15 US dollars, or probably 20 or 25 or 30 Canadian dollars, you can get access to the Invasion Story Missions permanently. That's right. It sounds like the, the verbiage around that does sound like if you do not buy this, they will be gone after the season. You will have access to, or you will be given 1,000 Overwatch coins. You'll also be given a brand new Sojourn Legendary, and if you didn't already have it, permanent access to Sojourn. So 
in my opinion, again, we're, you know, a few weeks ago, we had uh, a few weeks ago, at this point, a couple months ago, we had the announcement that our, our single player story mission content was changing and was never going to be what we had originally been sold or promised. It was, you know, unsustainable and ineffective or, or inefficient to manage and maintain and everything like that. So we're getting a somewhat watered down version. Um, it also then broke that, you know, we would have to pay to get access to these story missions. Um, some people said that was a shock. Some people did not. I personally, never thought it was going to be free um i i did actually always think it was going to come with the battle pass so i thought at the least i would have to buy the battle pass to get them um 15 of course or 15 us dollars is a little bit more expensive than the normal battle pass um but in any case i'm you know I'm, i've already made the decision i'm going to buck it over because i want to try this out and see how they do with this first drop because that will of course tell me if i need to be in for the next which won't be coming until 2024 but still hopefully this one holds us over for a little while so in any case to summarize season five and the mischief and magic event is ending you have double xp right now to get those final challenges complete and finish off your battle pass and that leads us into season six launching on thursday august 10th now now that that's all taken care of, let's let's just pretend that that section of the show was inserted before I talked about Omnic Post and, and Overwatch Cavalry and before I then went and talked about how to watch the Overwatch 2 animated short calling. It's great. Let's jump back in there. Let's fast forward now back to where we were. So... If you didn't catch the animated short, go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It actually, you know, Blizzard has just such a knack for these these animated features. Um, it, oh my gosh, you know, gave me chills, made me feel inspired, especially from the fact that Sojourn is Canadian and, you know, there's all that national pride and everything that comes into play there. Um, it was it was a really exciting one and, and a really, really kind of awe-inspiring in the, in the turn it takes. So very exciting stuff. Um, Go check it out, that's for sure. Moving on from there, the next post we're going to look at here, we're going to stick with Omnic Post. And we have a couple of sort of snippets here, little little things that have been uh, dropped and have kind of come out through the grapevine. So here we have uh, the Sombra rework is now coming in Season 7. So it was said a little while ago that Sombra would receive a rework. The rework is arriving in Season 7, including a new an all-new ability for her kit. She'll also receive some minor changes in the upcoming season, Overwatch 2 Invasion. So obviously, I know they had previously talked about the Sombra rework coming in Season 6, so that's why they they were mentioning this. Um, basically just, you know, saying, hey, don't, you know, hold your horses here. Uh, Sombra's getting some minor tweaks this season, and then will the rework will be coming in the following season. They then also uh, talked about uh, the fact that Lifeweaver um came out to an underwhelming launch so this post says no underwhelming launch overall lifeweaver had a pretty underwhelming launch they'll make the new support hero for season six exciting and impactful on release monitor her closely and make changes accordingly this way the team hopes to avoid the same mistakes they made with the launch of lifeweaver so of course as we all know lifeweaver uh definitely released to much uh womp womp because he was not the greatest. Um, whereas, you know, in the past, there's been a sort of a history of characters releasing a little bit overpowered, almost specifically so that people will play them and will want to play them. Whereas, you know, they took kind of a different approach with Lifeweaver, and he was honestly a little bit, um, a little bit underpowered. Uh, and, and certainly people were not too crazy about uh, that because it just meant that, you know, if you were trying to play him, you were basically throwing for your team. Uh, so why would you want to play him, right? 
So in any case, it sounds like they're they're uh, kind of planning for that. Um, I honestly, it's two sides of the same coin, right? You make them overpowered, everybody wants to play them, everybody complains who doesn't get to play them, then they get nerfed and nobody plays them. You make them underpowered, nobody plays them, everyone complains that they're underpowered. What's the alternative? You buff them and then they're too strong and you have to tweak them again. So, you know, I don't really have much of an opinion on that. It is what it is. It's always going to be fun to play a new character, even if they're not the greatest. Uh, you know, go play them in quick play, don't play them in comp, whatever. Moving on from there, we have another post here, Balancing in Season 6. In the latest director's take, Ellen, eh, Ellen, Aaron Keller shared that we can expect balancing changes for about half the roster in Season 6. Most fine-tuned changes from the previous patch, like shortening the ti travel time on Cassidy's magnetic grenade to 1.5 seconds. So, of course, a little bit of an announcement about uh, Cassidy there. So that's a good one, a little bit of a tweak there. They also announced Torbjorn balancing changes in Season 6. So Torb's primary fire will be getting a faster fire rate, and he'll swap weapons faster so he can keep his turret up. Of course, Soldier 76 is getting balancing in Season 6. Blizzard is reducing the damage on Soldier 76's Helix Rocket and slightly increasing the cost of his ult. Orisa balancing in Season 6. Orisa's Fortifiability will now grant 125 bonus health, and the start of her damage falloff will be slightly less than expected. Lifeweaver balancing changes. Of course, we talked a little bit about the Lifeweaver, er, about Lifeweaver already, but they did mention that his Tree of Life's healing is now converted into overhealth, up to a maximum of 100 health per player. They're also converting some of his health to shields and raising the that the amount of healing done by rejuvenating dash. Kiriko's getting a bit of a balancing change with protection Suzu, healing slightly less, but when it cleanses a negative effect, it will do an additional burst of healing, and the small knockback has been removed. Mercy is getting balanced, of course, damage boost, uh, reducing damage boost from 30% to 25%, and obviously that's a contentious one because everything about Mercy is... And then, of course, uh, they also mentioned that there are changes planned for Sombra, Doomfist, Ramatra, and Bastion. Um, and we'll get into those notes a little bit more um, in just a little bit here. We'll, we'll talk a little bit further about some of them. Moving on from there, uh, let's see. We have another post on the Omnic post here. In-game challenges with the release of Sojourn's Overwatch 2 cinematic calling. Four new challenges appeared in-game. Completing these challenges will award the player with 10,000 XP an emote and a highlight, or a highlight intro and a spray and a player icon for Sojourn. So those, of course, dropped with uh, the release of the, the animatic there in-game. Um, they do show up under the event tab in challenges. It did catch me off guard because I had completed all the Mischief and Magic challenges and then all of a sudden there were a handful of new ones there. Um, I actually didn't even realize that's what they were tied to until I just read that just now. So there you go. And our next one here, of course, this is going to be the last one we read from the Omnic Post. Eh, second last. This one is, of course, the announcement that John Cena is Enigma. It was just unveiled that the hooded figure in the sponsored streamer stream teasers that calls himself Enigma is indeed John Cena. For now, it looks like it's a marketing campaign that features the famous wrestler actor. So don't call yourself a Cena main just yet. So there you go, of course. That was what we talked about last week. And our final post on the Omnic post here is a mythic skin for Ana. Blizzard confirmed on their website that Ana is getting the mythic skin for Season 6, a.k.a. Overwatch Invasion. So very exciting there. Ana is a very popular uh, hero. Um, I'm personally really excited to see what they have done or what they can do here with Ana. Um, Ana has some of the best skins in the game, if you ask me. They've gotten really created with some of them. Um, things like the uh, snow, Snowy Owl. I can't remember if it's called Snow Owl or Snowy Owl skin comes to mind. Um, 
even one that's not a legendary her shrike armor comes to mind the ghoul armor another one that's not a legendary comes to mind um anna has some really great skins if you ask me so that's very exciting um definitely a, a good pick for that now let's head over to the overwatch cavalry uh for our another couple of stories here so of course I'll touch on some of the same ones just to, you know, give credit where credit is due here. We've got changes to Orisa and Torb in Season 6. Of course, we mentioned a couple of those already. Soldier's Helix Rockets targeted for Season 6 nerf. Cassidy's Magnetic Grenade Range nerfed. Ana to get Null Sector Mythic Skin. So a little bit of a different take on that post there. Uh, we do know it's going to be a Null Sector themed skin, which could be really sick. And then one that, uh, actually a couple here that we didn't actually mention on the over, uh, Omnic post here. We've got about 12,000 voice lines recorded for Overwatch 2 PvE. So there are 19 different playable heroes across the first three missions with the dialogue seamlessly adapting based on the, which heroes are being played. A total of 30,000 lines have been recorded since launch. And that of course means roughly 12,000 voice lines were used for Overwatch 2's PvE thus far. So... That's a lot, obviously. Really crazy stuff. Um, and, and honestly, not unexpected. Uh, you know, I think that is something that we've really seen them focusing on with Overwatch 2. There's a ton of new voice lines and a ton of new voice work uh, coming into the game. So really exciting stuff to see there and just, you know, just obviously flexing their muscles on how much they've really put into this. And then our final one here, of course, this was posted on... What day was this posted on? Five hours ago. That's right. This was August 7th. That's today answer the call hashtag overwatch 2 invasion is right around the corner a new pre-download is available on battle.net now this update features story missions brand new support hero flashpoint and more so of course the pre-download for overwatch is available it's about six gigs in size so you can get in there and you can update your game as much as you can pre-launch i guess of the actual uh invasions mode so there you have it so that's going to be our social media roundup is what I have it written down here as I don't know if I'll do that every week. We'll see. Um, obviously, we had a lot of news dropping this week with the uh, between the creator summit and the uh, director. Uh, I forget what Aaron Keller calls them. Director commentary thing drop. Um, there was quite a bit of news there. So let's head on over to some of our traditional media outlets here. And uh, we'll cover just a few more stories. And of course, we'll dig into some of those things that the Omnic Post and Overwatch Cavalry uh, talked about a little further. Again, thank you so much to Omnic Post and Overwatch Cavalry for the work that they do. So let's head over to DottieSports.com with an article by Max Michelli posted on August 4th, which reads, Overwatch 2 Cinematic teases potential legendary skin for one of the game's newest heroes. Blizzard dropped the sorry Blizzard dropped the latest Overwatch 2 cinematic today in preparation for the game's upcoming season. And while most of the seven-minute video's contents were meant to hype fans for PVE story missions, it may be telling us about more content coming to the game soon. In the cinematic short, Vivian Chase, more commonly known as Sojourn, is starting off her day with coffee and croissants while walking everyone's favorite animated dog, Murphy. After getting home, Chase hears the doorbell ring, and it's a federal officer coming to ask her a few questions. As the agent begins to question her, he asks if she's been up to any vigilante justice, to which she says she has not. The agent said that his team decrypted Winston's message to get Overwatch back together, but Chase assures the agent that she has no interest in joining the team and did not respond to the call. However, the agent then mentions some trouble that he and his team got into in a prior night. Despite having issues with a group of Omnics that appeared to be associated with Null Sector, a masked figure that looked suspiciously like Sojourn saved their lives. In a mostly black outfit, 
The sojourn, the sojourn kit included what looked like a motorcycling helmet to conceal her identity, and also makes her look extraordinarily cool in the process. Since her inception in Overwatch 2, Sojourn has had very limited legendary skin offerings, and she hasn't had anything that looks remotely like this undercover superhero type skin. As far as legendary skins are concerned, Blizzard has only produced one for a battle pass and two for the shop, outside of her two default legendary skins that can be purchased with Overwatch credits. There's no confirmation that this suit will come into the game Season 6 as a skin, but given how epically Blizzard decided to introduce it to the world, it would certainly be a shame if they didn't. So... I'm not actually certain if we know this is going to be in the Battle Pass or not. Um, there's, there's, I mean, even a chance that it's not in the Battle Pass, but it does wind up in the store um, at some point uh, in this, this Season 6, of course. Um, it is cool. Uh, I will say that much. It does, if, if in fact this skin does make it from the animatic into uh, the game, that would be dope. It's a slick-looking skin. Um, you know, it's basically all black it's got a like they say sort of a motorcycle helmet style with a sort of a sleek again it's all black but a black maple leaf showing amongst the black and then sort of just these two dashes of red underneath the actual visor where she would see out of it's cool and i'm i'd be shocked if we don't see this at least on the store i'm hopeful that we uh actually see it in the in the battle pass although now that i think about it this could be the skin that comes with the invasion bundle because we know we're getting a brand new yeah you know what now that i think about it that's going to be it we're getting a brand new legendary sojourn skin i suspect it's going to be this i'd be shocked if this wasn't the one that comes with the invasion bundle so who knows if you'll be able to just straight out purchase it uh from the shop or otherwise but maybe it'll be exclusive to the bundle that would be kind of cool because it is pretty sick that's for sure Moving on from there, we're going to stick with .esports.com, we're going to stick with Max Michelli, and we're going to stick with August 4th. And this time we're going to read Overwatch 2 meta will get Season 6 shakeup, with nearly half the cast getting buffs or nerfs. Well, we've known about the game's PvE story missions, new permanent mode flashpoint, and a new support hero for a while. Keller took a moment to finally let players in on what to expect as far as hero balance is concerned, and boy are we in for a shakeup. Oh, I skipped, <laughs> I skipped the first sentence of this article. Overwatch 2 Season 6 is less than a week, a week away, and the game's director, Aaron Keller, made a post today to give players a little bit of a preview of what's on the horizon. Well, we've known, for, known about the game's PvE story missions, new permanent mode, Flashpoint, and new support hero for a while. Keller took a moment to finally let players in on what to expect as far as hero balance is concerned, and boy, are we in for a shakeup. To start his post, Keller acknowledged that nearly half of the game's roster of just under 40 heroes will receive some sort of buff, nerf, or update, meaning we could see upwards of 18 or 19 hero balance changes on August 10th when Overwatch 2 Invasion arrives. For those that don't want to get too far into the weeds without knowing who is set for a change, here's a quick list of every hero Keller talked about in his dev take post. Cassidy, Torbjorn, Soldier 76, Arisa, Lifeweaver, Kiriko, Mercy, Ramatra, Doomfist, Sombra, Bastion. While Cassidy has received numerous changes to his magnetic grenade, the most recent change to his the abilities range have led to some spectacular and hilariously cartoonish highlight reel plays that make it clear the ability is not well balanced in the slightest. Perhaps the best example of that is a video posted to Reddit of a player lobbing a grenade on New Queen Street over a building to eliminate an enemy that they couldn't see and had no clue where the enemies really were. Meanwhile, Soldier 76 is due for a slight nerf after getting buffed in the Season 5 mid-cycle patch. Following his buff, many players on social media found his new state to be a bit oppressive. However, other players found that it wasn't Soldier that was the problem, instead it was him being perpetually pocketed by Mercy players, which leads us to another highlight of Keller's blog. Mercy is getting a nerf to her damage boost. As one of the game's most popular heroes, Mercy is known for having a rabid fanbase and often 
often referred to as the Mercy Mafia, making it tough for her to get nerfed too much without heavy backlash. With just a 5% reduction to her damage boost down to 25%, she should still be viable. Given recent nerfs to Zenyatta's Orb of Discord, this feels like it could be an attempt to at leveling out some of the damage support damage amplification abilities. Those are just some of the biggest highlights from what is an absolutely jam-packed post, and we will see more details surrounding specific value changes on Wednesday or Thursday next week. But the overall sentiment seems to be that Blizzard is making adjustments to heroes based on feedback from the community. Many of the changes Keller detailed were the result of some social media reaction to the game's current balance, and while it might not end up being perfect, that's about all you can ask for. So obviously lots of uh, updates coming there. We talked about that a little bit just, you know, in uh in our social media roundup there um but interesting nonetheless to hear that uh aaron keller is aware of this and that they are paying attention like the article points out there it really seems like they are sort of listening to the uh the audience at large listening to the community and really kind of taking some of that feedback into consideration um it'll be very interesting to see what all they actually do um but in any case uh Time will tell, and it shall be very exciting to see what exactly happens here. Next up, we are going to head over to Dexerto.com with an article by Michael Gwilliam. Uh, this one actually posted on August 1st. I put this one out of order just because it is a little tangential to everything else, but I wanted to read it nonetheless because I think it's kind of humorous. Um, and not, I mean, it's related to Overwatch, obviously, but it's also a more related to Overwatch League. Anyways, let's get in there. This article reads, Overwatch League betting odds favor Owl returning for 2024 season. The odds are in favor of a 2024 Overwatch League season actually happening, despite concerns that it might be ending this year. Have rumors of the Overwatch League's demise been greatly exaggerated? The Owl community was preparing for the worst last week after it was revealed that Owl teams will vote on a new operating agreement at the end of the current season. Teams that pay millions in franchise feeds and operation costs will have the chance to opt out of the league and receive $6 million from Activision Blizzard. With struggling viewership and no clear path to profitability, this seems like it could be an easy option for teams, but betting odds are actually in favor of a 2024 season happening in some form. Unicorn is giving fans, I don't know what that is, that must be a betting website or something, is giving fans in Canada and Brazil the chance to bet on the league continuing into the 2024 season and how many teams will participate. Surprisingly, the odds are quite in favor of a 2024 Owl season actually taking place. At the time of writing, the odds that there will be a 2024 Owl season are listed as 1.36 for yes and 2.80 for no. This means you'd make more money by betting against a 2024 season. Of course, it's certainly possible that the Overwatch League continues without any of the existing franchise teams, especially since contender squads are already being added to the mix this year. As such, users can also bet on how many teams will compete in 2024, with the odds currently favoring 10 to 11. Other bets can be placed on a 2024 season as well, a notable one being that if zero franchised Owl teams compete under the current name, the payout is 11 times. No one knows that the fate of the Owl at the, at the moment, but in an interview with Dexerto, Overwatch League head Sean Miller insisted that Overwatch esports are, quote, not going away anytime soon. So again, I wanted to bring that up because it does kind of cast a bit of doubt on the uh, the shock and and response that most people had to the announcement uh, you know just this past week that uh, that of course the overwatch league would be going away in in the form that we know it um, again we know that uh, we know that interpreting that message that came out um, of course it was sort of a leak but 
in interpreting that, we've kind of come to see many different, different, uh, I, I don't even know what to call them, I guess, interpretations of what, what was said and what came out, right? Many people do think that, yes, we will still see an Overwatch League in some form, though it may not be the same teams, it may not be named the Overwatch League, it may not be the same format, it may be a much smaller thing. Lots of different things there, right? So I'm not entirely surprised to hear that, uh, you know, odds are not heavily slanted towards the fact that there will not be a league. If I were to bet on this, it's kind of interesting. I would I would have to understand the wording really well. Do I think there will be an Overwatch, a 2024 Overwatch League season? I would have to say no. Because again, I spoke about this when this all first kind of broke. I don't think there will be an Overwatch League. I think there will be something like, as Sean Miller has kind of hinted at, Overwatch Esports. It will be a rebranding. Um, it will be a teardown of the existing format, structure, uh, franchises, organizations, everything like that. It will be significantly less teams. Yes, I think, you know, 10 to 11. I would say 10 to 12, maybe. Um, you know, honestly, if I'm widening that out a bit, even 8 to 12, I think would be more realistic, although I'd like to see it on the 10 to 12 side of things. Um, I could see it being more focused on a single region and then of course splitting things up into different regions so there may be a european region there may be a uh, south american region a north american region a korean region things like that chinese region etc etc um pacific whatever i could see things changing but do i think there's going to be an overwatch league next season no i do not i think it'll be overwatch esports and maybe it'll have its own divisions and everything like that. So Overwatch Esports North America, Overwatch Esports Europe or Europe and Middle East, that kind of thing, right? So anyways, uh, you know, I'd have to, if I were going to bet on this according to these odds and everything, I would really have to understand the wording and I would need it to be very clear, but that's where my head's at. So that's going to be it for the news. We've reached, uh, you know, we're just past the half hour mark here on the show. So let's head on over and we're going to flip the script. We're going to talk a little bit of Overwatch League action. This is it. Push forward. All right, let's take a look here at the Overwatch League action that happened this past week in the Overwatch League. Now, of course, the standings have shifted pretty greatly, I would say. We are, we just completed week four of the second half of the season. We've, of course, got two more weeks of regular season play before we head into you know, the qualifications for playoffs and everything. Oh my gosh, and I didn't even announce at the top of the show. My biggest announcement, I will be going to Grand Finals. That's right, I finally buckled down. I, you know, confirmed my accommodations. I booked my flight um, and I am essentially ready to go. I just need, you know, to get to the airport on the day of and pack my bags and, and I am out of here for that event. So that's exciting and I'm very jazzed to be going. Very excited. Uh, and I might even do some special content leading up to that. So anyways, let's... uh. Let's let's focus here. Let's talk about what just happened in the Overwatch League. So, of course, we had matches this past weekend in both the East and West, and things have been shaken up just a little bit. So let's take a look at our action here, of course, starting on August 4th. That is a Friday. We started things off in the East. Sorry, it took me a sec there. I was just thinking about something. Where the Seoul Dynasty beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-1, Pantera then beat Pokerface 3-2, and the Shanghai Dragons lost to the Seoul Infernal 3-1. Then we went over to the west where the Toronto Defiant got 
beaten by the Houston Outlaws 3-1. The New York Excelsior got beaten by the... Nope, sorry, that's wrong. The New York Excelsior beat the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-2. Los Angeles Gladiators looking a mess right now. And Vancouver Titans 3-0 over the Vegas Eternal. Then on Saturday, August 5th, the Soul Infernal beat the Soul Dynasty 3-0. The Hangzhou Spark beat the Dallas Fuel 3-2. An O2 Blast beat Poker Face 3-1. And Dreamers beat Guangzhou Charge 3-0. Houston Outlaws got their second win of the weekend with a 3-1 over the Gladiators. The Los Angeles Gladiators got their second loss. The Washington Justice got a win, 3-1 over the New York Excelsior. And the Vancouver Titans got their second win of the weekend, 3-1 over the San Francisco Shock. Heading into Sunday, August 6th, the Dallas Fuel then beat Pantera, 3-2. The Hangzhou Spark beat Dreamers, 3-1. The Shanghai Dragons beat O2 Blast, 3-1. And the Toronto Defiant, heading over to the West, beat the Washington Justice 3-2, and the San Francisco Shock beat the Vegas Eternal 3-0. So I wouldn't say there's any, I mean, at least for the Western region, because I don't know the East that well, I wouldn't say there are any big upsets this weekend. Of course, you could say New York Excelsior beating the Gladiators uh, is a bit of an upset, although Gladiators have been on the backslide this entire second half of the season. Um, some might say the Vancouver Titans 3-1 win over the San Francisco Shock was surprising. I did put my money on Vancouver. I'm glad they clutched it out. Uh, and yeah, I guess some people might be surprised that Toronto Defiant beat Washington Justice. I think they would have been favored for the most part, uh, but it was a hard-fought match. So there you have it. Now let's take a look here at the week to come. Of course, before we do that, I'll just take a quick peek at my pickums. I did manage 20 points in the West, and of course, the East points are just broken right now. Um, a part of that, or a decent part of that, I got four extra points on the weekend simply for boosting my picks because the pickum site wasn't actually showing weeks five and six on it yet. So I was worried I wouldn't get to use my double points boost, so I blew them this past weekend. I did not get full double points on either of those. Uh, matches that I put my money on although it was close on both I had the winner correct so uh, anyways I digress let's head over and let's just quickly run through the oh right we don't have an east region right now because they are now seeding for the playoffs so we're going to take a look here we only have a limited number of matches uh, oh are we entering a break here Oh, <laughs> silly me, silly me, silly me, silly me. We are entering a break here. That's why we didn't have those weeks there. So right now, we had our matches August 4th through 6th, and our next matches are not until the end of August. That's right, August 26th through 27th. So of course, we have this next uh, weekend off. We have another weekend off after that, and then the 26th. 27th is our week five with week six continuing the weekend after that so i'll do some picks for week five here because we're going to have a bit of a break in between these weeks where we won't have matches um and i'll, I'll just kind of recap or maybe i'll reassess my picks there so looking at saturday august 26th at 1 p.m in the west we have the london spitfire taking on the los angeles valiant now i'm going to give this to london I'm going to go 3-2 for London right now. Again, I'm going to revisit these, and I may change my picks, but I'm going to put that for now. At 2.30 p.m., the Houston Outlaws are going to 3-0 the Las Vegas Eternal. At 4 p.m., the Atlanta Reign are going to 3-1 the Washington Justice. No, I'm going to say 3-0. And then the New York Excelsior at 5.30 p.m. get a revenge match against the Los Angeles Gladiators. Uh, I guess it's revenge for the Gladiators because New York won their last matchup. I'm going to say New York takes it again, 3-2. Then on Sunday, August 27th, the Florida Mayhem are going to take on the Boston Uprising. Florida is going to win at 3-1. Then at 2.30 p.m., the Toronto Defiant, we have another battle for Canada, take on the Vancouver Titans. 
and where I was confident in Toronto, the, their past match against Vancouver, and I uh, definitely had the faith that Toronto could and would take it. I think I've become a believer in the Vancouver Titans. And I'm giving this to Vancouver. I'm going to say it's a 3-2, though. And I could flip-flop back and forth on that. We we will have to see. But right now, Vancouver is looking mighty crispy. Finally, the San Francisco Shock take on the Vegas Eternal. And that's going to be another 3-0. Man, I wish I hadn't burned my double picks. Because if I hadn't, oh boy. I would have been able to use one on the Houston-Vegas game and get double points on that. And I would have been able to use the other on the Shock-Vegas game. Oh wait, Shock against Vegas. 3-0? I'll say Shock takes it 3-1. That one, that one's a little trickier, but I could have used double points on. Sorry, I was thinking that was Atlanta's logo, but it's Vegas. That was weird. Um, anyways, I'm gonna save those predictions for now. Obviously, I can come in and change them anytime. You know, before the 26th, literally the 26th. So, in any case, that's where my head is at for that. So, other than that, we don't have much to cover here. Of course, there were a, quite a few news stories there, but obviously I just breezed through the action in the Overwatch League. There wasn't too, too much to talk about there. I don't think there were really any upsets this week, this past weekend. Um, nothing too exciting, nothing too shocking, uh, as I you know kind of alluded to earlier. So in any case, you know, I'm... I'm pleased with where we're at with the Overwatch League. Things are actually looking really good right now. Let's pull up the Overwatch League standings here real quick. We'll take a quick peek at them. Of course, uh, one thing to note, the East does not play into these standings because the East is, you know, East going to East is kind of the way it goes right now. Um, but in any case, I do want to take a peek at them. So looking at, well, they, I mean... Yeah, see, they have East playoffs and then they have East play-ins listed right now. The East is just confusing right now, so I'm just going to stick to the West here. We've got, of course, in 13th place, the Las Vegas Eternal. In 12th place, the Los Angeles Valiant. In 11th place, the Los Angeles Gladiators. In 10th place, the Washington Justice. In 9th place, the Toronto Defiant. And in 8th place, the New York Excelsior. Now, I want to mention 8th through 11th are all at a 5-7 and seven record. That's right, 5-7. and seven. So 5 wins, 7 losses. The only reason these teams are in the order they're in is because of their map differential. Only one point separates 8th and 9th, that is Vegas, uh, sorry, Excelsior and Defiant. And only two points separates Defiant and Justice, which is 9th and 10th. So there's quite a bit going on here. These, these, this 8 through 11 could change, you know, at the drop of a dime kind of thing. Then in 7th, we've got the London Spitfire. In 6th, we've got the San Francisco Shock. In 5th, we've got the Vancouver Titans. And again, all of those teams, with the exception of London, are sitting at the same win-loss. So Vancouver in 5th is 6 wins, 6 losses. San Francisco in 6th is 6 wins, 6 losses. And then London in 7th is 6 wins, but they have 8 losses. So they've played 2 more matches. So that's why they are below those other two teams. There's a good chance they will stay below those other two teams. But in any case, Vancouver and San Francisco looking pretty neck-and-neck neck here, which is kind of exciting given their you know history rivalry uh, i believe the the win vancouver took over san francisco this past weekend was their first win in quite a while um since since their first two wins against them i believe um here i'm just pulling up my own twitter because i did retweet uh something here so the the uh the account over on twitter Owlstatsnet at Owlstatsnet tweeted out Vancouver's first two games versus Shock, seven map wins. Vancouver's next 10 games versus Shock, eight map wins. 
So that just kind of shows, uh, you know, how dominant San Francisco has been over Vancouver for a very long time, right? They then break it down February 24th, 2019, Vancouver won three to one. March 24th, 2019, Vancouver won four to three. After that, Vancouver took, uh, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches. In a total of ten matches, Vancouver only won two, four, six, eight maps. San Francisco won all of those other matches. So absolutely crazy, um, but really excited and really good for Vancouver to get that win finally. After that, of course, in fourth place, we have the Boston Uprising with 10 and 4. They are in fourth. They have played more matches than some teams, so they're probably not moving. The Houston Outlaws are in third with 9 and 3, so of course, they play one more match, and you know, if they get a win, they're easily ahead of Boston. If they lose, you know, yes, they have one less, they, they still have one less game played uh, compared to Boston, so they're probably still in third. In second, the Florida Mayhem. 12 and 2 and finally in first at the Atlanta Reign 12 and 2. So, it's looking like a good season to be a Florida fan. Um, you know, Atlanta's still looking great, but you know, not as dominant as they were in the first half of the season. So, we'll see how things shake out. With all of that said, that does finally in fact bring us to the end of the episode. So, let's head on over to the outro and we will wrap this thing up. I feel greatly empowered. Well, Thank you so much for listening to a slightly shorter, I wouldn't say it's short, but it's a shorter episode of One Man Watchpoint. This was, of course, episode 120 of One Man Watchpoint. Of course, this will be titled John Cena Confirmed. Now, I don't know that that's the biggest news here for this episode, so maybe I won't title it that. We'll see. I might just change things up. I might also change it up to I'm going to the Grand Finals because I am going to Grand Finals. And I should have announced it at the beginning of the show, but I totally forgot. Totally slipped my mind. But in any case, if you're going to be there, please, I implore you, tweet at me. If you recognize me, I don't know why you would. I have no following. Nobody listens to this show. But if you do, please, 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 come tell me you listen to this show. I will be so flattered, um, and, and I'll happily give you a big hug if you don't smell. So in any case, thank you so much for listening if you are a listener. Um, if you're new around here, thank you so much for giving us a try. And please, I encourage you to come back next week. Hit that likes, like button. Hit that follow button. Hit that review button. Five stars only, of course. Follow us on everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Give us a follow. Leave us a review. Tell your friends. All that jazz. Spread the good word. Of course, I'm your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM on all socials. You can follow me. And please, I encourage you as well to reach out to me on socials where uh, I will bring your questions, your comments, topics to the show, and just talk about them. Um, if you have, you know, I don't know, what's your favorite game? You want to tell me about your favorite game? Tell me about your favorite game. I'll read it out on the show. And then I'll tell you about some of my favorite games. And we'll, we'll chat it up there. So... Thank you so much for listening to episode 120 of One Man Watchpoint, and we'll catch you next week. Oh, you shouldn't have.